One that was a favorite of mine. It was podcast from Pop Up Archive. <laughs> In August of 1961, Zero Mostel sat down with Studs Terkel to discuss the absurd, or as Mostel put it, join Studs Terkel bull session. <laughs> Zero Mostel was a well-known actor and comedian, both in film and on stage. He was instantly recognizable as a booming, Jewish, rubber-faced man from Brooklyn. In the next few years, he would reach the height of his fame by originating and defining the role of Tevye in the Broadway production of Fiddler on the Roof. His interview with Studs Terkel was to promote the new production of Eugene Ionesco's absurd play, Rhinoceros in which Mostel's character changes from a farcical fop into an actual living, breathing, grunting rhinoceros. The role earned him his first Tony Award. Whenever you see great theater, or the great actor, or the great painter, you're never the same, and that's a remarkable thing. In 1961, Zero Mostel was just emerging from some personal, professional, and political absurdity of his own. He had just spent the better part of the previous decade blacklisted, That meant that, like many others in the entertainment industry, Zero Mostel was accused of having ties to the Communist Party and was therefore unable to work. In 1955, Mostel appeared before the House Un-American Activities Committee, or HUAC, a government initiative intended to weed out communists. Believing the whole ordeal to be absurd, Mostel brought his own absurdism to the affair, as the committee questioned Mostel about his appearance at an HUAC opposition meeting. If I did appear there, he asked, what if I did an imitation of a butterfly at rest? There is no crime in making anybody laugh. I don't care if you laugh at me. His questioner replied, if your interpretation of a butterfly at rest brought any money into the coffers of the Communist Party, you contributed directly to the propaganda effort of the Communist Party. Mostel then said, suppose I had the urge to do a butterfly at rest somewhere. And his questioner finally replied, Yes, but please, when you have the urge, don't have such an urge to put the butterfly at rest by putting money in the Communist Party coffers as a result of the urge to put the butterfly at rest. Absurd, right? Someone has called you a clown, but a clown in the noble sense of the word. We think of a clown in theater. Hasn't clown in theater always told the truth? The clown. Yes, the word for actor in uh, French is comédien. It is not... An actor, like we say. They think of the truthful type of actor as a comedian. Zero Mostel understood that the place of the absurd was to question what's accepted and force people to think. Like the play Rhinoceros, where all the characters but one turn into rhinoceri. I assume that most people listening to this program are aware of the nature of the play Rhinoceros, of it being called an attack on conformity. And someone has said... See if you agree with this, Zero. You, you've been involved with this so directly as one of the uh, focal figures from the very beginning of the American Watch production. Watch your language. <laughs> but Zero... Not everybody is a focal figure like this. <laughs> Zero? Yes? No matter... Please watch your language. We have sir. animal values, and mm. someone as Yenesco is saying, to carry it to its ad absurdum. Where animal... Where our values today are such animal values. Let us be animals. It's pretty clear that Mostel felt a strong connection to absurd theater. He really got it. He even brought some production notes to the playwright, Eugene Ionesco. All playwrights are great enemies of the production of their plays. They know 
the best way it should be done, it may not necessarily be true. For instance, the scene that I do where I turn into a rhinoceros is done all over the world with makeup. The man left the room and went into the bathroom and put on some green makeup and then put on a horn and he came out and bit by bit he turned realistically into a rhinoceros. Now, uh, my point was when I did it, when I thought of it, is that this is, n you can never really become a rhinoceros. Even if you wore a suit made out of a rhinoceros, they'd say it's a suit. You'd only have to do it with the inner quality of the beast, the bestiality that you have in yourself. And so I said, I don't want to go off the stage, because as soon as you go off the stage and come back with a piece of makeup, the audience thinks you went off the stage to put on makeup. It's as simple as that. So I said, it has to happen in front of their eyes, and it has to happen from what inner bestial quality I can get. And he says, why, that's wrong. And he says, it's very clear. He has to go on. And we argued about it. Then I showed it to him. And he said, you're right. That's the only way to do it. Mostel saw absurd theater as having an access point to the human psyche that more banal plays completely missed. Those banal plays, by the way, he refers to as mishpucha plays. Mishpucha means family in Yiddish. The family play, where you have a wife and a husband and a daughter who's pregnant with uh, some uh, uh, a minority somewhere. Uh, those are the things that happen in your own house. There's nothing... It's dull, it's mishpucha. As opposed to the absurd play. Like all great art, it's an exposure. You are exposed to yourself. You are exposed to your times. I like art which always enters into you and tears you apart and you find out what is the, in the middle of everything. And, and I, I like it because that tears away a facade and it's good, it's healthy. It's like... Joyce's uh, Ulysses, you know, is, is always thought to be obscene. It was banned for a while. I like that type of obscenity because it's a cleanser. It cleans you. Purge. It, uh, it's a purge. It's an emetic. And I always was biased towards that art, that type of art. Isn't this the real purpose of a good painting or a good play? That is to leave people arguing and debating and, and debating, discussing yeah, after yeah, it's all over. In other words, being alive, really, yeah, a sense of being alive. It means something. You go to see the Mishpucha play, and you go home and you have it in the house, and there isn't a second thought about it. Absurd theater is meant to do what Mostel did in front of the House Un-American Activities Committee. When you impose an illogical logic, heighten human behavior, and trap your characters in a world that doesn't make sense, you make your audience, and hopefully your government interrogators, should you have them, think in a way they didn't before. They see the UNESCO works, the Beckett works. The mere fact that they say, I don't know what it's about, but I think, and then they say something about it, adds something to your intelligence. And of course, the absurd is funny. Give me my matches back! <laughs> Dutch Turkle is a petty thief. He just stole my matches. <laughs> Give me back the matches. And with the matches, you begin a conflagration. And so does Toman, and so does Yenesco, and so does Monster. A piece of art, if it is one, will not necessarily benefit from explanations. He and gave me back the matches. <laughs> and the cellophane. There's a fire. <laughs> After Mostel's stint on the blacklist, he became one of the most recognizable comedians in the country. 
1974, he reprised his rhinoceros role in a film version alongside Gene Wilder. He died in 1977, but he is remembered as a legendary and, yes, absurd comedian. <laughs> did you ever hear why I say he became a singer? No. He says, how did you become a singer, Senor Romanelli? And he says, I was arresting my father's hoe in the field. Papa's a-kicking me ice cream. Oh, Papa says he is a singer. <laughs> and this note, we say... I had to zero myself for now. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> the archival audio used in this episode comes courtesy of the Studs Terkel Radio Archive from the WFMT Radio Network in Chicago. Visit them at www.studsterkel.org. You can find the original recording and hundreds of other Studs interviews at popuparchive.com explore. I'm Samara Brieger. This is Popcast.